partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. This week in honor of Latina Equal Pay Day, we've invited Rita Soledad Fernandez Paulino as our guest. Soledad is the founder of Wealth Para Todos, a community focused on building wealth. As a queer Mexicana Americana and founder, her mission is to make sure more BIPOC women and LGBTQ plus folks have a financial plan to retire. Thank you, Soledad, for being here today. We're so excited to cover this topic. Bienvenida. Thank you so much for having me here. It is a dream to be on a podcast full of Latinas. Like this is our world. We are the representation we craved as kids. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, totally. They gave me the chills. Thank you for the reminder. Yo también. So before we get started, we really want to acknowledge that the awareness that we want to bring this week is all around Latina Equal Pay Day. You're going to be hearing this episode when it drops on a Wednesday, early, first week of December. 2022. That means that tomorrow, the 8th of December, 2022 is Latina Equal Pay Day. So for our Latinas out there thinking about asking for that raise, thinking about making a lateral shift, jumping into another job, asking for more, negotiating that salary. This is a big week for us Latinas. We need to ask for more. So we couldn't have thought of a better person to bring to the show, which is Sole. Sole, gracias for being here again. We're so excited to have Wealth Para Todos featured this week during Latina Equal Pay Week. But as we start every episode, I'm going to ask you to tell us a little more about your background and upbringing. You have the mic. Take it away. I'm so excited because I feel like a lot of times when I do these podcast interviews, I share things about my upbringing and I don't know if people can relate, right? So like, I'm excited now because I'm like, okay, let me tell you guys, let me tell you. I am queer and I grew up in a Catholic family, a hardcore Mexican Catholic family. So you could imagine the struggle of compartment, uh, compartment, oh my God, compartmentalizing my identity growing up. Um, I am, you know, my pronouns are she, they, and I wonder so much how my life would have been different if my mom was so, wasn't so focused on teaching me gender roles. I told her like, as a, as a kid, I wanted to have short hair. She put me in dresses, refused to like cut my hair. I eventually cut my hair. My grandfather, my abuelito is a big reason I am who I am because he said she doesn't need to be in the kitchen. Si no quiere cocinar, she doesn't have to. Um, and he would always tell me, you're gonna earn so much money one day that you're gonna be able to eat out cuando quieres and you're not gonna have to cook. And he taught me how to drive at like, what everyone said was a young age, but it really wasn't a young age. It was the age that all the men in my family learned how to drive. And so I think that really impacted me. And so now here I am, you know, 36 years old, raising two kids in Los Angeles. And I actually have an eight-year-old non-gender conforming child who uses the pronouns he, they. And it has been such a healing experience for me to raise a child um, honoring honoring who they are. And when my family was telling me, you need to teach them how to be a boy, I was like, for sure, now I know that gender is completely a social construct. But like within Latinos, like that's really even harder. Within like Catholic families, that's even harder. And yet it's my children who have really motivated me to heal a lot of my wounds that I experienced growing up in a low income area with a lot of gang violence. I walked and had to navigate a lot of spaces where I just didn't have the representation that I craved. I was, I was, you know, la única, la única in so many spaces. But my children have really inspired me to get my dinero shit together because I want to build generational wealth, not just for me, but for them. Because I know, you know, my child is already, you know, eight years old navigating, having to ask for um, gender neutral restrooms. And I just wonder, I wonder what the world is going to be like for them, considering all the laws and all the anti-trans legislation that we see right now in the United States that I just like, it makes me so happy that I'm setting myself up financially and my kids financially that my kids don't even know. They don't even know que tienen dinero. They don't even know. But it's going to be like one day if they ever come to me, I just have this in my head that if my kid comes to me and says, my employer didn't respect my pronouns, I'd be like, quit. 
I take a year off. Ian, I got you, baby. Like I have that. Like that is what I'm like have in plan, and that excites me. That excites me that um, you know money provides us with a lot of independence, a lot of options, a lot of opportunities, and I've done the work to heal my own wounds so that I can show up for my kids. My goodness, we've been talking for, gosh, it hasn't even been six minutes, and I think you're possibly my favorite guest we've ever had. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna cry. The most <laughs> beautiful thing you all have ever heard. I love you for saying healing. We need that more in our community. I love you for repping Catholic, but then we also all know how hard that is because all of us grew up the same way and we're trying to heal and let go of the guilt and be ourselves and find the space. I love you for raising your children, how you're raising them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's so much to discuss and we're gonna focus on money and I wish we could focus on all of it. We gotta have you back as a mama because it seems like what you believe and what you feel is what this world needs. So thank you for sharing that. I love that our guests can go anywhere about their upbringing and their background and thank you, thank you, thank you. Was it your grandfather who taught you how to drive? Yeah, my abuelito. Abuelito, thank you for being progressive. Thank you for believing in what she could do. And it wasn't about men, women, male, female. So thank you for that. That was a really great story. So we had to repeat that just slightly. So getting back into the most important thing that we thought this topic would be about, but turns out there's many more layers. But we want to bring awareness to Latina Equal Pay Day. We are here with you wanting to create financial abundance, wanting to be badass with generational wealth. You gave us chills. I'm sure all of us equally, I'm speaking for my partners here, but to talk about being able to tell your child, quit, you don't like it, take it, you're off, travel. No one controls you and money is here and it is abundant. It's simple and it's the best advice, but often in our community, there's so much around scarcity and a mindset of humility and a mindset of bowing down and being afraid of money. And we can go on and on and on. But tell us how you broke through. Clearly, you broke through and you're thinking differently about money and money trauma. So tell us all about how to shift that scarcity mentality or shift really anything when it comes to money trauma. Yeah, I think it's so important for us to acknowledge the trauma that we've experienced at a systemic level for generations. Right. The fact that certain things become cultural, it's coping mechanisms that are passed down. And I think about colonization and the impact that it's had in so many different lands and what coping mechanisms people had to develop to survive, to avoid death, to avoid beatings, to avoid that. Like that's fucking trauma. And I even think about like my upbringing. Right. And my family like telling me like, don't come out as queer. Don't tell people, you don't need to talk about it. Just like, don't say it. And I think about the things here in the United States, the laws in the 1950s where people like, if you came out, you were fired. You know, so a lot of the advice that was told to me from my, from my family was out of fear and protection. But that's not always communicated, right? And so that impacts how we feel, you know? People don't necessarily share the feelings and the fears and the trauma that they've experienced. They only share this advice. And the advice comes from a place of, I think, wanting to protect us, but it may not be the protection that we need because gratefully societies do change and new opportunities are available and it's hard it's hard being latina hearing like hearing like oh you know be humble be grateful for everything que ya tienes you know you're the first one to go to college or you're the first one to secure this job like this is good just be grateful for it don't be greedy don't ask for so much more and then you you buy into it and, and you're like, yeah, and there is a lot to be grateful about. And yet we hear statistics telling us that, you know, like in 2020, Latina Equal Pay Day was in October. Now in 2022, it's in December. It's taking more time for us to get equal pay for equal work. And that's a problem. That's a problem. And other statistics, I mean, there's less than 8% of Latinos who have individual retirement accounts, who have IRAs. There are less than around 30% of Latinos who have access to employer retirement accounts. Imagine that. So it's like a lot of us, the first time that we're hearing about investing is usually be through an employer retirement account. But if your employer doesn't provide that to you, then you are really not investing. And then that really impacts your life at retirement. Women are most likely to be in poverty and especially Latina women and especially queer women are likely to have to be dependent on social security at retirement. And so it, it's, 
And it's like, we don't know because we're being told be grateful for everything que tienes ahorita. Que mm -hmm. más quieres? Yeah, pipe down. It's good. It's good enough. And that is not true. And so when women hear this this week, that's our tip of the day. That whatever we heard, whatever programming was there, people meant well. Like you said, that they were doing the best they could. They were afraid. They had their reasons for being afraid. That fear can no longer be yours. I want all women who hear this to let go of that fear. Y si tú quieres más, que bueno. There's no more que más quieres. There's no more just be grateful for what you have. Just don't ask for that raise. Be humble. Work hard. No more of that. That's going to be the tip of the day. Tole brought it to us today. We're so excited to hear that message. And we want everyone to take that from today. That if you want the world, you can have it. It can be yours. Well, para todos, that's the name of your company. Wow, me esta because as you're talking about this and the coping, Tole, I think I think of my parents and I think like their struggle with money and how even to this day, you know, they have that mentality que cualquier problemita, like they make, como, como dice el dicho, like una, like a storm in a glass of water, like una tormenta, you know, and it's, Aunque uno les diga y aunque uno les vuelva a decir, like there's, they still have that mentality because they didn't grow with that, you know, with all the resources that we're, ha we have as first gen. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, social security, even, even social security, it's such a hurdle trying to get someone on the phone, trying to get someone that speaks Spanish. Um, it's, it's, it's a hurdle. And so I, I, I see it when, you know, I see it from like my parents and they're in their seventies how you know the system is not created for them and it's even less um you know created for women like you're saying and it's like como dices tú like now it's taking longer to get to to that play that same um equal footing as as uh, as our white counterparts so triste pero a la vez que bueno que we're having this conversation to make everyone aware and just you know bringing it up having the topic out and discussing so to shift gears a little bit, I know 2020 was a crazy year. I know we had to live during the pandemic. We're still living through the pandemic. We've kind of managed, but for you, 2020, your business kind of boomed, no? It and, did. Uh, yeah. And so now you're working on your, um, you're becoming a certified financial planner. So way to go. Um, I think for us, we want to know now for you, as you're going through this process, like, what is the one thing that us as Latinas must do in order to start building our wealth? You know, ¿qué, qué, 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 qué es tu opinión acerca de eso? Yeah. So number one thing is I want all of us to start to validate our emotions and our fears. It, it's very easy to be like for us to say, like, don't be scared. Let go of mm -hmm. the fear. Part of it is like, no, you know what? Fear is also there to protect us. Let's learn to validate that fear and learn to, to regulate our nervous systems. Because if you know that you are triggered by something when you're looking at your bank account and you see your spending or a low checking account balance, or you hear online that, you know, um, in order to retire early, you need to have 25 times your annual expenses. And you're thinking my annual expenses are $60,000. So that means I need to have $1.5 million invested. And all of a sudden you're nervous. Your body's going to go and you're going to go into familiar coping mechanisms. And we grew up in a family, a lot of us grew up in families where it's just like, leave it to God, leave it to God, right? And, and just, you know, but God will take care of you. God will take yeah. care of you. And in some ways it's like that serves us and it could help us regulate our nervous systems. It could give us a certain like a peace, but it could also cause us to be avoidant. It could also cause us not to face the numbers, increase our financial literacy, get the support that we need to build wealth poco a poco. So I want you all to be able to validate your emotions. Know what, what is your truth when it comes to money? What are the narratives? What are your, what are the traumas? What are the things that you've been told by family members about money? And then also start to increase your financial literacy. In order to build wealth, I feel like building wealth, like I can tell everybody here what you need to do to retire early. Have a checking account and buffer, build an emergency fund, have sinking funds to cover your your long-term expenses that you know are gonna come up and save for poco a poco, and then max start to max out your retirement accounts with your employer, max out a Roth IRA, contribute to a taxable brokerage account. And like, that's it, that's the thing, You that's it, that's all it takes. Make sure you keep investing whatever amount you need to based on your annual cost of living, the age that you wanna retire and your life expectancy. 
and boom, you have the money. But then we have to do the work of what gets in the way of increasing our income. What is getting in the way of investing thousands of dollars, paying off all of our debt, right? And a lot of times what's getting in the way is boundary issues, overextending ourselves with familia. It is not advocating for ourselves at work, not choosing to job hop, choosing to be loyal to people who aren't loyal to us. Those are all the things that impact our extra cash flow. And so that's the work we need to do. And that means that you need to grow in your capacity to feel your feelings, notice when your nervous system is dysregulated, and then ground yourself, learn those skills so that you're like, okay, this is the process. And I do it repeatedly over and over and over again. That's so true what you're saying about like that fear and like the, the you know, to validate your emotions. I, we've had this conversation before, um, especially lately. We were like, oh my God, I'm like looking at the credit card statement. We know que tenemos el dinero para pagarlo. Like we know it, but still, like, as soon as like we look at it, it's like, oh my God, gasté tanto. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I, I spent so much money. And I think for us as Latinas, as first gen, you know, we're making the money, but still like getting to that point, like looking at how much we spent, it still triggers us. It triggers us because, you know, the way we grew up, you know, in my case, again, you know, with my parents, get living paycheck to paycheck and sometimes not paying the credit cards and defaulting. And so all that, I think that trigger is still there where each month, like I know, I know, I know how much I spend more or less, but still when I see it, I'm like, oh, shit. But and, and that would just, be your work, right? It's like, okay, look yeah. at those numbers and let's do a brain dump. Let's list out all the thoughts that come to your brain. What are you saying about yourself? Oh, I'm spending yeah. too much. Write it down. And then you start to look at those thoughts and think, who's, where did these thoughts come from? Is, are these really my thoughts? Or are these actually the thoughts that I heard from my parents? Is it my parents' voice saying like, oh, estás gastando tanto dinero? Is it them? And then yeah. it's like, okay, am I going to choose to create a different narrative, to have new thoughts about my money. Because at the end of the day, like something I take a lot of pride in with working with my clients one-on-one -on -one is I teach you how to pay off debt, how to save, how to invest, and also how to spend, spend. I want you to spend thousands of dollars on your self-care and build the life that you want. So many of us have learned how to stretch a dollar, but we're not learning how to make a dollar and then make that dollar multiply in passive ways through the stock market, right? Like that's possible for us. And I also yeah. just want you to know it's so normal that, you know, one of the things I ask my clients to do is to pay their credit cards in full weekly, not at the end of the month, but weekly. Oh. And just okay. getting yourself used to like, oh yeah, I spent this and you know, thank God I have all the money to pay it off in weekly. It's gonna help your credit score a lot. It's gonna like boost your credit score because your utilization ratio is gonna be low, but it's also gonna help you just normalize like, yeah, I spend because I take care of myself and that is okay and I enjoy spending on myself. I teach people instead of creating a budget, create a self-care spending plan. And one of the first things that we put out is like, what are all the things that you do for self-care? How much does it cost? And start your budget that way and let that be non-negotiables. Then you do your fixed expenses, your variable expenses, your debt payoffs, your savings, and your investing. That's all part of a self-care spending plan. And normalizing that and saying like, I am so worthy of spending on things that bring me joy. I love it. This is definitely an episode that I'm gonna have on repeat, so you better believe it. Um, thank you, thank you Sola for sharing those, those amazing thoughts and pointers. Definitely things that we should be implementing in our dailies, and I like that. You know, the idea like paying it, you know, once a week, porque nos tenemos que esperar hasta el final del mes. Like, ahí está el dinero, so let's pay it. I love the idea of everything's part of your self-care. So investing is part of your self-care, but getting your nails done. You don't have to feel guilty. You got to get them nails done. You paid on the credit card. Come Friday, you paid those off. Like, that's all part of the plan and embracing that, right? Like embracing and you don't have to feel guilty if you have a plan. We let's tell our clients that and reinforce that idea that like you can plan to spend for travel. You can plan to spend for fun. You can plan to spend to eat out if you're a person that wants to eat out all the time. But are you also taking care of your finances and not racking up debt and investing in a retirement plan? Like all that is part of the process and it somehow removes that guilt. So I love that self-care. That's a great way to put it. We may or may not steal that and tell our clients that. Steal it, <laughs> spread the word. I need everybody to do yeah. it. No, we say that all the, all the time. I mean, well, your wealth is health, right? Like part mm -hmm. of it, it, it all goes together. Like if we're stressed about money, then how are we, we don't even take the time to take care of us. 
because we're constantly just so worried. So it all aligns, okay? That's why I'm like, this is perfect. This is a perfect conversation because it so aligns well. And I feel like I'm looking at myself. Are you guys like the, 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 the chinito? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Are you like twins on the show yeah. today? Melita, what's up, girl? <laughs> but yes, health is wealth and todo eso. Adelante. Yeah, and um, to circle back on, you know, our theme for this week, Latina Equal Pay Day. What is your advice, Sole, to mujeres who want to earn more? And in your opinion, how do we bridge the gap? How do we get there? Yeah, so I think it starts with thought work and noticing, like, what are your thoughts about making more money? Like, sincerely, what do you think is safe for you to, to earn? And I'll tell you this, this is something that I had to grow my capacity in this year. I was um, selling a new offer and I remember crying to my coach and I said, I feel like I'm self-sabotaging. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, because I'm, I'm not advertising. I'm not talking to people about this new offer. And she's like, why not? I said, because I'm afraid that if I do and this offer sells out, I'm going to make $86,000 in one day. And that scares me. And she's like, of course it scares you. You've never, you don't know people who yeah. make that much money in one day. Of course it right? scares you. That's more money than, you know, your mother made every yeah. year. Like, of course, of yeah. course it scares you. And I, and I was like, I can't believe it. I can't believe that here I am getting in the way of my own financial growth. And I had to do thought work and I had to sit down and really like, and it's something I'm constantly doing because in some ways, like where I am financially now, debt-free, investing thousands of dollars to retire early. So I'm on like on track to retire at 45. Like, dudes, like I felt like my life was so good compared to like, you know, I'm I'm a kid who struggled when I was when I was younger. I was raised by a single mom. You know, I was there wasn't always money. There wasn't always money to cover the bills and to cover food. And so now to have that level of financial security it's it's work and yet i have to do thought work about how much more can i make because i know the more i make the more people i hire the more people i then you know work and build and give it back to the community so i feel like everyone here like an exercise is like how much money do you feel safe earning a year where it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable i was like totally fine with making six figures a year like i was like oh yeah i want to make six figures but then all of a sudden getting close to making six figures in one day I started to self-sabotage. So it's like, really, we got to decide, like, what is it that feels in, what feels safe? And then with our thoughts, create safety for ourselves and validate those emotions that, of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable. I have a client right now who is, I work a lot with my one-on-one -on -one clients on getting them to increase their income. To work with me for six months, one-on-one, -on -one, it's $6,000. And I always think, how do we 10x your investment? So I won't take a client on if I don't think I can get them to increase their cash flow, their income by 60,000 in the time that we're together. So it's like you're going to you're going to job hop. You might switch a career. You might um, start a business and monetize your skills. And a lot of thoughts come up for my clients and they're just thinking like, I can't. I don't know. I'm scared. My sister said this. My husband said this. My wife said this. And I'm like, okay, but all those people are not your future clients. So we don't really need to pay attention to what they're saying. And also it's like, everyone's gonna have an opinion. What matters most is what you think about yourself. So let's do that thought work. Once we have that thought work, once you're like, okay, I am worthy of abundance. I'm worthy of making lots and lots of money. I'm ready to have extra cash flow of thousands of dollars so that I can invest thousands of dollars each month and retire early. Then it's about a trial and error, honestly. It's about experimenting and seeing like, okay, um, how am I gonna adjust my resume? Who am I gonna connect with? What kind of support am I gonna get so that I can feel confident on this interview, so that I can practice my negotiation skills, so that I can start to um, uh, create a package to monetize my skills and sell them, right? Th then it's like, it's different for every single person who's listening to this, um, depending which way you want to increase your extra cash flow. But it starts with you saying, I want to do it and I'm worthy of doing it. I was going to say, that's just so important because it starts with us. It starts from within. You know how they, it's always like the happiness comes from within. These thoughts, like you moving forward, you making progress comes from within because you need to believe in yourself. You need to know 
what it is you want, establish it and be a firm believer in you so that you can then make the steps forward to advocate for yourself to say, yep, this isn't right for me. I need to move on. And the thing is that, yeah, that fear steps in because we're going from zero to a hundred and in wanting the things, you know, like we always talk about like, how do you just change? You, it, it's work, this scarcity mindset to abundance. It's hard when you do grow up low income, low resource, having nothing. It's hard to imagine having 86,000 in your pocket overnight, you know? I mean, but I think about is- in 2020, I, so in 2019, I got sick, was put on medical leave, was uh, getting disability checks. And I used my disability checks to pay off $23,000 of student loan debt. Knowing that if I paid off my debt, then I would decide whether I was going to go back to teaching or not. So that was 2019. In 2020, I knew enough that I wasn't going to go back into the classroom, but I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I remember that I was like, well, I can't, I can't be an entrepreneur because who's going to take care of my kids? I can't be an entrepreneur because who's going to clean my house? And I spoke to a, a business coach and she said, hire someone to take care of your kids. And I was like, I can hire someone to take care of my kids because I have a non-gender conforming child. I need to make sure that they're going to create like this respectful environment. I can't even trust my family to take care of my kids because of the way cis heteronormativity is promoted in this country. And she said, there are allies everywhere and you will find someone who can take care of your kids. I found Dulce. Dulce was someone I could trust to take care of my kids. Then I was like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm who's going to clean my house? These are the questions that I was asking. And like, you guys can be like, oh, they're so dumb. They're so simple. But there's a version of Soledad that that's what was holding me back. And I remember them saying like, well, there's three adults that live in that house. Why don't you all take turns cleaning, you know, the bathroom? And part of what I had to let go of was my standards. That when my brother was going to clean the bathroom or the kitchen, it wasn't going to look the way I wanted to. But was that okay? So that I could have the energy to work on my business. When my husband was going to do it, was it going to look differently? Well, I set up this whole schedule of everyone's going to change it up so I could have more energy and time in my business. And on the day that it was my brother's turn to clean, Jason comes to our house and he is our, he's a house cleaner. And he's like, I'm here to clean. Your brother hired me. So my brother, instead of cleaning on his day, had hired Mm -hmm. someone to clean the house. Then my husband talked to him and he said, oh, in two weeks, it's my turn to clean. Do you think you could come back? I'll pay you. And I thought like, wow, I was so mad. And my best friend was like, why don't you pay him on your days too? And I was like, well, because I don't have the money. I don't have the money to pay them. And she's like, well, how are you going to make money if you're always cleaning instead of doing that? And so that's a risk I had to take. I had to spend money on childcare cuando no tenía el dinero para childcare. I had to spend the money on outsourcing cleaning the house when I did not have the money to clean that. My business like has grown to six figures now, but it it's because I put so much in like getting the support that I need. And I know that those are all investments so that eventually, yeah, I'm going to have a lot more profit, but I've had to, I've had to hire a business coach. I had to hire a wellness coach. I had to hire a therapist, a couple's therapist. I've paid, I like to make a lot of money. I've used a lot of money. You are for sure a Latina. You are so <laughs> Latina girl. <laughs> okay. Regresate, Soledad. Regresate. Like, my goodness, this is a part of asking for help. Like, Soledad, you cannot do everything. And you know how everyone's like, you can do both. Yeah, you can, but it doesn't mean it's going to be 100% on both sides. And that's the idea we need to get let go of, right? It's the part of being able and willing to be, reach out to the people that we know can do the work for us while we can, and for us to be able to do the work that we want and need to do. Yeah. So asking for help, like Latinas are just, we're so hard at it. Like we're so hard on ourselves to, to just like let it go because like, nope, it's expected of me. It's expected of me. But I'm so glad that at least the Jason that walked through that door for your brother was the Jason that walked is the one that's taking care of all of you now because it's so important for all of you that's within that home to be at peace with how your home looks, you know, mm-hmm. in order to, to be able to produce what you need to produce. And we also have to like acknowledge how hard it was for you. Yeah, we have to acknowledge like the differences, right? Like for my brother and my husband, it was so easy to outsource cleaning because no one ever tied their worthiness with cleaning. For me, like that's how I got so much praise as a kid. Like, oh, mira, esta soledad, como limpian. 
you know so like so much of like what i thought of how i what i brought to the table was my cleaning and I had to, and I, I like, for the record, I am really, really good at cleaning. I'm a good declutterer. Like if I was another skill that I would monetize is helping people clean their houses. I have that skill. However, that's not how I wanted to spend my time. But it was, I had to let go of an identity that had served me for so long. And I also think a big issue with a lot of Latinas is perfectionism. Not just Latinas. It's, 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 it's again i think any anybody who's dealt with this type of trauma how perfectionism shows up as a coping mechanism this idea of like if i am perfect then i then avoid getting reprimanded if i'm perfect then i i avoid getting scrutinized so in this avoid like trying to avoid those uncomfortable feelings we focus so much on trying to be perfect but there comes a point where like perfectionism holds us back from taking the action that we need to grow and to you know step out of our comfort zone i tell my clients all the time the habits and the coping mechanisms that have gotten you here so far thank god because they've gotten you this far but in order to get to your next step you need new habits you need new coping mechanisms you need new thoughts you need new beliefs so we have to unlearn and then also learn new new skills and we're like why haven't you been on here sooner I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. I mean, all of that good, it's very, very good information. Like we have to be able to let go. We need to be able to level up, right? That's what we constantly work with our clients to one-on-one. -on -one. It's like sometimes even some of our clients, when we talk to them, they're like, well, you know, I don't have a particular goal or I don't have one particular thing to work. I just, just general help. And that's okay. And they feel ashamed of it not being one particular thing that they need to work on. They're just like, I just need help in life. Like I just need guidance, like support, because all this stuff, all this shit we've been talking about, cleaning and and taking this perfectionist idea out of our minds of how we've been raised, um, and that idea of worthiness, like this is what equals my worthiness, like holds us back so much that we can, it, it, to the point where we can even make simple life decisions and things that will benefit us. I'm glad that we're, we're discussing like, like, like Latina Equal like money is money. Money is what really helps us survive in this world, right? It, money talks. If you are afraid of money, then you're going to be, you're going to find yourself in the same place. When you check in with yourself next December and you don't, or you haven't changed your thought and your relationship with money, you're going to be in the same spot. How are you feel about money right now? And if you don't put yourself to work on your mind, and your mindset toward money will be exactly where you're at the next year and the next year and the next year. And if you don't like that feeling, you better get to work. And we think everything's an easy fix. We see other people do it and you're like, oh, how did they do it? That makes it seem so easy. It's work and it's not easy. Like right now you mentioned, like you're on, you're on the track to retire early with your husband at, by 45. And we're like major, major, major congratulations on all your work, major props on getting that plan together. But for you, congratulations. I love that you are on this plan that you, you're like, I need to change something and I'm going to do it. And you committed to it. And, and it's not easy. I know when people talk about fire, you know, uh, financial independence, retire early for anyone that hasn't, you know, heard the term before. It's a scary thought. They're like, what is this? Like, how can you retire? You must be making millions in order for you to retire. And the really thing is like, this is easy. I can give it to you right here. But having the formula and putting it to work is a whole different story. So with that said, what do you recommend like for other Latinas, other women? Yeah, for sure. So number one is you have to decide what age do you want to retire at? Once you know the age that you want to retire at, you could use online calculators. You'll need to know a little bit of information. Your age right now, you'll need to know how much you currently have invested in all of your accounts, how much your average rate of return on your investments. I like to use conservative numbers. So like, let's say you use a 7% average rate of return. So that also already includes inflation. Then the age that you want to retire and what your annual expenses at retirement will be. The average person has sixty-two thousand uh, has a $62,000 salary. If you're not saving any money, then I would use your salary as your annual expenses at retirement. If you are saving money and already investing, then maybe you, you can have a lower amount than your salary. Once you know these numbers, you can plug it into a calculator and see, okay, well, what happens if I work on just maxing out a Roth IRA? If you're under the age of 50 years old, then in 2023, you can contribute $6,500 to a Roth IRA. So a little bit more than $500 each month, and you can max out a Roth IRA. What happens with your retirement age? Like, what does that do for your numbers? 
then you can say, okay, what happens if I max out a Roth IRA and also work on maxing out my employer retirement account? In 2023, that's, and you're under the age of 50, then you can contribute up to $22,500. The nice thing about contributing to your employer retirement account, if it's a traditional account, is that you get to reduce your taxable income. So all the money that you put into your retirement account, you don't have to pay taxes on it until later on when you withdraw it in a traditional account. So you start playing with that and then you're like, then you realize, oh, if you want to retire before the age of 59 and a half, then you're also going to need to invest in a taxable brokerage account because a taxable brokerage account is not going to have any limits about when you can withdraw the money or when, when you can sell your assets and withdraw, right? You can, there's no limits on how much you can contribute in a taxable brokerage account. You will have to pay taxes on, on gains if you have like dividends but let's say you don't if you don't even have that like then you don't necessarily really have to worry about that too much however knowing like what accounts to use is key and then once you know the number of how much you need to invest so like for me in order to retire at the age of 45 i'd have to invest thirty-two thousand five hundred dollars a year this year in 2022 right now i think i'm at like seventeen thousand. So I'm short, I'm short of my goal. And I had to sit with those emotions. And I could have said to myself, wow, Soledad, you failed at this. Oh, you're really bad at money, Soledad. Here you are telling everybody to retire early, but instead of paying yourself more from your company, you decided to hire help to make it sustainable for you. Maybe entrepreneurship isn't for you, Soledad. You should get a nine to five and have, a, you know, I could have said that to myself. And there is a version of Soledad that would have. But now I'm like, oh, okay, so that just means that next year I'm gonna have to invest maybe closer to 50,000. Okay, cool. And I just think about it that way. And I think that's the thing that like, when you think about creating a plan for retirement, like one of my friends once said to me, Soledad, how do you go around telling everybody, oh, that you're gonna retire at 45, you don't know. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things that could happen, but I think it's pretty cool that I have a financial plan to retire at 45 and guess what? If at 45, I still want to be working at my own company, then perfect. If, you know, I, if, you know, it's also about building a life that you enjoy and learning how to have the extra cash flow without sacrificing your self-care, without sacrificing your joy. That's like a key thing too. So if you want to retire early, if you want to pursue the fire journey, I would say treat it like a game. See, see it as a backup. The reality is my husband didn't start investing. He had zero dollars, zero dollars at the age of 32. So for me to create a plan for him so that he could retire at 45, that meant he had to invest, you know, a lot of money. And instead of saying like, oh, I don't have the money right now, we focus on how do we make sure we have that money. For him, he's in tech. And I said, homie, you can job hop. You can leave this company. You got to work for a company that provides um, restricted stock units, RSUs. It's publicly traded. You can get equity from that. You can sell those stocks. And he was, you know, he's first gen, first person in his family born here in the United States. And he was like, no, but you know, I'm already making a lot. I'm already making a lot. So like Latina equal pay day, like we don't even, we don't have data on our men right we don't have that information but i see it there too and there i was telling him oh negotiate and he was like no but i don't want to say too much money because you know what if they they say no and i'm like okay well then they say no and someone else will say yes and i was i was the one writing the email and saying like okay um what if we get more in equity you know and doing that and he was like i swear that I swear that if I, you know, he's getting all mad. I'm like, homie, you have skills, monetize them, go out and like negotiate. And now it's so, now it's so interesting because he then job hopped on his own. He decided to go to a different employer, increased his income so much. And one of the things that he, that I like credit him for is like, I was the one who was like, I could budget and I can create a sustainable budget for us and I could keep our costs low. And he was the one that was like, I want us to make so much money that I don't have to track my spending. And he like, that has been his thing. And as he did that, then I was like, yeah, me too. Yeah, let me spend less time tracking my spending and making sure I'm following a budget and more time just increasing my income so I always know I have that extra cash flow. I love that you mentioned that your husband, our men, our men, even them are uncomfortable, 
you know, negotiating and asking for more because they weren't taught that either. There's certain things that you do learn, but as culturally, as you know, or, you know, uh, you know, whether you're Mexican, whether you're Dominican, whether wherever you come from, your first generation, your firstborn here, there really isn't anyone else that they're guiding you, right? There's no one telling us, no te preocupes, when you get there and they offer you this, it's okay to ask for more. And then you can negotiate that. And if they can, you know, always ask for that higher number and then you can work your way down. Like, just know your numbers. What do you need? There really isn't anyone else telling us that. What our parents just say, they're proud of us. They're like, go work. And we're already making more than they did at any point. So that's what they say with such, you know, firmeza. Stay, they treat, you're getting paid right. So it's like, they don't know any different then there's no one guiding us. How do we ask for more? So it's all like, but once you do it that first time, once you do the first time, like, oh shit, look what I just did. I just asked me for 25 instead of 15. And I got myself 20. There you go, you're $5 up higher, right? But it's like anything, it's like a muscle that you need to put to work, right? If you work it out, work it out, you get better, it gets stronger. And you get less shy and embarrassed or ashamed because you're asking for more. Give when I pensar que soy pobre, you know, like, oh my God, who cares? Who cares what anybody else thinks? Like, what's right for you? And I love that you mentioned that, you know, even our men at one point get that, but they have one advantage. They're dudes, right? They're dudes. They, they're like, hey, you know, most of them are automatically, you know, employers think, oh, they're, they take care of the home. They do this. So let's just pay them a little higher. So. For Latina Eco Pay Day, we want to also encourage all, all of you out there listening to our show is that if you have never asked for a, a raise, if you've never had to negotiate your pay, and if that's you, ask yourself why. You know, has it just not ever come up? Have you not been comfortable asking, you know, in your reviews? Is that is a place where you work not open to that? So I think we should start asking more questions and asking ourselves, like, why haven't I done this for myself? Then the next step is, like, do you dare? Do you dare to make the ask at the next review? It's the end of the year. We mentioned this in our last podcast. Like, it's the end of the year. We're doing the end of the year reviews. Are you are you going to dare to ask and make that leap for yourself and level up and be like, hey, you know what? I've been taking on extra responsibilities. The pandemic. People got laid off. I took, I took on, you know, the work of other two other people, and I've been doing this. Have you been tracking that? And are you comfortable in saying like, I am an asset to this company. I bring value to the table and I have earned and I deserve this raise or I deserve this promotion because it's something saying like, I'm gonna take the world, but taking the world is one step at a time and finding the confidence to be able to ask for all of that. So we're all at the same playing field, especially as first gen, you know, children of immigrants and even then like when you are the like, first generation second generation there's still that that gap you know in learning how to ask for more so i'm glad that we're having this conversation i'm glad that you've had it in your household i know we've definitely had it in our household you mentioned i hope that we process that as listeners like you mentioned that what it took to get you to start growing your mindset was to heal was to get therapy was to get couples counseling there was a lot of key things there like it's not just Go out there and get it you're right there's a lot of internal stuff there's also who are you in partnership with like i'm really grateful that you shared that story about the differences between you and your husband that's critical about your household you live with your you use it as brother right and he my brother contributes to the highest brother household dynamic all that good stuff it cracked me up really internally because my husband's the first one to be like i don't want to do that pay for it like who do i pay like how do i figure that out you know and as you kept talking i was like oh i, I can relate to her like i actually like to clean my house in my way and my mom clean houses maybe it's because my mom clean houses like it was more his idea to get a housekeeper than it was mine but you better believe it i loved it once he was into it right so it's such a learning it's such a learning and we're all at different stages of that and i want to really reaffirm and repeat that like do the work with the people that matter the significant people and be patient and figure it out and use your gifts like you mentioned like you're kind of the analyzer and you're really good at that my husband's the analyzer he's really good at that i'm probably more the one that would be like i just want to make enough where i don't gotta track my expenses that's me like you were so dead on like it's not a male or female thing like people have these personalities and when you put them together and you really suck the blessings out of them it actually works but it isn't easy. I've been married 20 years and there's some stuff that we do now where we're finally like, wow, we really do lean on our strengths and it works out. But for 15 years, we were driving each other crazy, right? But it could be the same thing with you. There doesn't need to be another person there. It could be you needing to go to therapy or you needing to heal some wounds with family or you needing to keep some family members away. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. So all that healing, all that learning. Tomorrow, if our listeners want to start one thing, pick one of those things. Do a brain dump. 
like so let's do it brenda put down all the things that you think are roadblocking your blessings and work on one of them and maybe it's just like that's she's mositas in your circle and they're no good for you and they're holding you down and they're feeding like disbelief and they're feeding that it can't be done and they're limited it does, that doesn't have to be your belief like separate so it's all a learning or an unlearning and i love that you touched on coupling family you it's not overwhelming when you think about it you just gotta like we do with our clients put it all on paper understand it and take it one step at a time so thank you for bringing up all those key points it's not just about snapping your fingers and you'll have money it's so trippy too because right now we are talking about family like ceci casada con sus hijos irene casada con sus hijos soledad casada con sus hijos veronica casada con hijos the thing is that we're talking about oh you know i got together with my husband i talked to him about this we talked about this and the thing is that for me that realization about money came earlier before i even had a husband and kids and i was like why the fuck did it take me so long to realize what i could do with my money what other, like you know i had my mom telling me like Mika, it doesn't matter how much you make if you make 100 bucks you better save 10. like that was the first voice of i heard about saving right you know because she always said my, that my dad took care of everything he paid the house you know he paid you know roof over our head food on you know food on our on our table, shoes on our feet, all that stuff. She's like, but nunca, tu papá jamás me dio un dólar para comprarme algo para mí. So my mom had to find ways to do it her way, right? To find a way to make money. So she always told me, don't rely on the man, take care of you. Not like don't just don't respect him, but just make sure you take care of you if you're working. Then my brother came into my head of like, girl, we're gonna save money. You're gonna do this. You're gonna own a house. You're gonna do this. And I'm like, are these plans for like, did I do I want this? And you start having that conversation. Do I want the house? Do I want this? Do I want that? What do I want? So that's why it's so important to figure out what it is you want. And if there is that trauma, if there is that stuff, heal it antes de que you add to your circle and, and your, you grow your family, if you choose to have a family, right? Like now, like choice is so great. Like I feel like women that are single, like there's always this rush of like, I need to be married, I need to find a partner. I need to find partnership and companionship and all that stuff. But really before you do all that, take care of you. What is missing? and work on it. And if money is an issue, mujer, work on it now before you bring babies to the world, before you partner up, because then we have the issue of how each of you think about money and how you treat money. And do, I don't want to retire early. Why do you want to retire early? Then those things, you know, like, you know, it, it's going to create so much more conflict. So in getting to know ourselves, Latinas, like we said, go out there, figure out what it is you need, what it is you want, and that will be allow you to live the life that you want to live. Start building, doing those building blocks now. Don't wait till later. Listen from the cuarentonas y buenonas. Listen from Soledad, who's going to retire hopefully at by 45. She will retire. And it, but she, the, all you've heard is that she has a plan. We all have Dur a plan. During her cuarentona buenona years. Yeah. Cuarentona buenona retired. So we're going to be like, ¿Dónde está Soledad? We'll come visit you. You're probably going to be, you know, jet setting with Irene. I didn't, Irene will be like, come, let's go here. I've already been here, but I'll show you around, you know, but that's the beauty of it being able to do these things so thank you for sharing what you've what you've shared so far and then you know we start our, our podcast usually one way and we always end it with our signature question and it's one question that we like to ask all of our guests is what advice or words of wisdom would you share with your 25 year old self max out your roth ira every single year for the rest of your working years your credit score is not a sign of your financial security. It's cute to have a high credit score. It's a lot cuter to have a lot of money invested in a high net worth. Use your net worth as a measure of your financial security, not your credit score. And also go to therapy. Go to go to therapy right now. Start talking about everything that you're choosing to avoid by being a workaholic instead. Start to heal. Uh, you do not. I mean, my 25. I'm someone who struggles with PTSD because of some trauma that I've experienced in my lifehood. But I would just want my 25 year old self to know, like, hey, you're actually avoiding and you're a workaholic and here in the United States, no one is going to sh tell you that they're going to keep rewarding you, but it's going to continue to impact your health. So stop getting sick and go get support and heal those wounds. You don't have to, you don't have to run from that pain. You could heal it. Oh, that's beautiful. You're still my favorite. The whole episode's over and you're still my favorite. Those great yeah. things. That's it. This is the final podcast of the Vola Latina. <laughs> Please have ended the show forever. End the show. End with a bang. End yeah. With a bang. 
that's where we say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you for that's sharing beautiful. that. So honest and so relatable. We're like, oh, my 25-year-old self needed to hear exactly that too. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Soledad, for sharing that. I know we're, we're reaching that, we're peaking at the hour. Is there anything else you want to share with our audience before you go? Um, you can also feel free to share where they can find you and get more information about you. But please do that. You can do that right now. If you learn something in this podcast, I want you to share it with everybody. It's so important that we talk dinero. If there are words that I said that you've never heard before, start Googling them. I really want you to know that you can increase your financial literacy. I am always a DM or email away. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Wealth Para Todos. I'm also on LinkedIn and I have a weekly newsletter. In February, I'm launching a podcast. So if you liked what I had to say, then hopefully you'll you know learn more from me from my podcast awesome yay for the podcast journey that's gonna be so cool i'm gonna have to add, add that to my if there's anything list. we can do to help you any support that you need but yeah. that i'm at this point with three years then we're super and honestly here to help everyone heard that right everyone who's listening to this <laughs> podcast heard that because when i'm sending an email <laughs> i mean it, Perfect. So thank you so much. Good luck with that. And keep us posted if you do need anything to wrap it up. Everyone, thank you so much for everyone for tuning in to this week's podcast. We were talking Latina Equal Pay Day. Um, Soledad made a point about how last year was in October. This year's in December. I believe due to the pandemic, a lot of women, you know, Latinas, especially being out of the workforce, I believe our rate went down to 49 cents. Um, uh, you know, and now compared to the dollar and the dollar compared to white men and, you know, the comparison there. So it's dropping, but we're coming, we're going to have to come back and come back stronger. We're, we're educated. We're making waves. We're learning new ways to level up and ask for more. So animense, don't be afraid. Even if you're scared, you know what the point of doing things is scared is that's what, that's what being valiente, that's what being brave is doing things scared. But this is something we need to do. We need to make sure that that money is in our pocket, that, that we take care of us so that we can then take care of our people, right? Generational wealth is important. Para todos. Para todos. So thank you everyone for listening. Um, you can, you know, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can definitely find us on our Instagram or our Facebook, which is at Level Latina. You can always shoot us an email, admin at levelolatina.com. And you can find everything you need to know about Level of Latina on our webpage, which is www.levelaplatina.com. And I slurred there, it's levelaplatina.com. I'm not drunk. I just drank a lot of orange juice. I am feeling good. Thank you for that again. And this is goodbye to the next one. Gracias, gracias. Get paid. Un abrazo.